Megan. Megan Shaw. Uh, Megan has been working in environmental sustainability for the last eight years, managing projects that deliver a positive outcome to an organisation's environmental footprint. Currently, Megan is a sustainability project officer for the Sydney Children's Hospitals Network. She's been leading the Network Sustainable Hospitals Project and recently launched their five-year sustainability plan. So let's welcome Megan, who's going to talk about uh, her sustainability project. Thank you, Megan. Thanks, Janet. The Sydney Children's Hospital Network um, comprises of Children's Hospital at Westmead and also the Sydney Children's Hospital at Randwick. And um, today I'll be talking a bit about um, the sustainability journey so far for the network, but also um, the role of the sustainability project officer and how that fits in. So a little bit of background about Sydney Children's Hospitals Network. It um, supports our vision to help children live their healthiest of lives now and in the future. So this extends not just to the children that we see every day, but also to the future generations that we don't see. And to make every effort we can to leave behind a world where children everywhere can enjoy the benefits of good health and well-being. And as everyone in this room knows, the effects of climate change on children's health are significant. And we must acknowledge our responsibility to minimise our environmental impact. Being environmentally responsible also makes financial sense and making more of the resources that we have. We can also better respond to the major challenges that we're facing. Growing populations, increased demand for children's services and a more pressurised funding environment. But it also helps us con maintain our competitive edge. Maintaining and attracting staff and consumers. A more environmentally and socially conscious organisation is more desirable and delivers benefits such as enhanced <coughs> job satisfaction. So just a bit about the journey so far. Um, about a year ago, um, the Sustainable Hospitals Project um, began. But before that, uh, there were individuals and departments uh, and small groups who made progress in this space, but was in a fairly ad hoc way. So probably, you know, if, until a year ago, there'd never been a whole of hospital drive Till, till that time, um, I was employed as a sustainability project officer um, just under a year ago. Um, and prior to that, the chief executive who, is, who has been really um, key in driving this project invited all staff to a forum um, both from both sites. And it was off-site off for a whole day. And um, about 40 staff came and they were um, given the opportunity to discuss what issues were really important to them, what things they thought were priorities for us as a network to tackle. And this helped us set the agenda for our network's five-year sustainability plan. So in terms of the things that have happened so far, we've done things with our buildings, lighting upgrades, equipment upgrades, which have delivered water and energy efficiencies. Um, our waste reduction initiatives, we, uh, with our 
theatre recycling program that started about seven years ago at Westmead, Children's Hospital at Westmead. Um, that was uh, quite a, I guess, a groundbreaking program in terms of how much volume of waste and waste cost disposal was um, eliminated. So within that first year of implementation, they were able to reduce about 50% of clinical waste um, costs. But in saying that, um, and I guess looking at the most recent data, we, that has not been as successful. And as Louise and Sharon mentioned, that you do need to really keep um, these things um, uh, supervised and refresher um, training. So that's something that we're looking at because um, we're looking to further uh, increase our recycling stream to PVC as well. But um, yeah, just the, the, I guess the success of the program, you really need to you keep vigilant and keep um, staff engaged. Uh, sustainable travel initiatives, we have um, done a fair bit over at Westmead to enable staff to come to work in an active way, riding their bikes. So we have a, a bike cage that's just been, um, we had an older bike page, but a new one has been built that allows for 40 bikes to be stored um, securely. Um, and we're also looking at this campus as well to find a bike cage, because at the moment bike parking on this campus is pretty much non-existent. Um, there are sort of spots, but it's not very secure. So in terms of the six focus areas that the that staff at the forum identified. Um, waste uh, was one, transport, um, transport being minimising the impact of um, staff and patient travel, so reducing emissions. Uh, energy and water, reducing our consumption and being more efficient. Um, procurement, adopting um, responsible, environmentally responsible procurement practices. Communication, integrating environmental awareness and participation within the network and open space, utilising and enhancing open space for the benefit of the hospital community and natural environment. So the short-term focus will be looking at quick wins because um, it's very important for us to be able to, I guess, grow the profile of our sustainable hospitals project and we need to prove that things are happening because people seem to get a little bit um, disillusioned if things are taking a long time and people keep talking about it. I think that's something that happens within any organisation when you have a green team. If there's nothing happening, people start to lose interest. So trying to find some quick wins um, and build on our organisational engagement. We're also very um, focused on making it easy to leave the car at home um, that's also something, um, if you came to this campus, you'd know that there's a lot of construction going on, so a lot of congestion, and that's only going to continue, so trying to find um, ways for people to, to leave the car at home and waste, getting the basics right. But in terms of the role of the sustainability project officer, um, for some who have been in this role, um, uh, it's also sometimes referred to as the Lone Ranger or the Green Police or in my previous role at the ABC, um, sometimes known as the Green Queen. Um, so it's about putting and keeping sustainability on the agenda for the organisation and communicating your message as, wide as, as widely as you can 
and helping people make the change to do things differently. So one of my first um, tasks when I began this role was to start developing a five-year sustainability plan. Um, this was to help focus the efforts of the organisation and help set the course of action for the future. Um, it involved a lot of stakeholder engagement, um, meeting with different departments um, and making sure that they were aware, I guess, of um, uh, the goals because this, this had been set by the chief executive. Um, but uh, it's all very well having plans and strategies, but if you don't have your engineering department or your IT department supporting you to implement them, there's no point having them in a plan. So getting um, departments to agree to support um, and setting timelines and I guess having some sort of way of making these different um, departments accountable that this is going to, to happen. Um, this, the sustainability plan also um, was a great opportunity to get an understanding of what our impacts were um, and actually still gauging that because they're so far-reaching and um, also get an understanding of what we're doing well. Um, when I first wrote the plan and I sent it out to some stakeholders and different people, some people were saying, well, you haven't actually acknowledged any of the good stuff that we've been doing, you know, and they felt that that hadn't been reflected. So I think it's really important not to forget all the, the, the good stuff that has happened and, and is happening and just continue to support that. But also to look at where we can really um, uh, improve. Um, um, for example, where we were doing well was we mostly reuse our surgical instruments rather than use disposable compared to other hospitals and that's because of the nature of our sterilising department and the investment that you know, 20 years ago, they put into the type of containers, sterilising containers. Um, Theatre recycling I mentioned. But for things like um, our energy use and our water use, there's a real um, uh, opportunity to improve. There are a lot of things that are left on, simple things like PCs and screens and that sort of thing. And um, I was particularly impressed with the uh, campaign that um, came out of... Um, the UK, I think some of you may have heard it called TLC. Um, and it was all about um, a behavioural change program, about, I guess, letting staff understand what kind of things that they could switch off safely, but also th those kind of actions also improve patient outcomes. So that's the kind of thing that we're looking at doing. Um, and um, they're really quite simple steps, but, you know, en masse, if you have two hospitals doing them and you've got six and a half thousand staff. That, all those actions do add up. But it was also about identifying in the plan priority areas and being realistic. You know, I, it would be lovely to put um, solar PV on the roof of all our hospitals and, and just, you know, I guess address um, energy consumption that way. But those things are very... Um, they take a long time and... Um, they're good to have as aspirational goals, but sometimes um, what I've learned is that you have to choose your projects based on who is going to be able to support you. So who are your ambassadors? Who are the people that are in your court already? And start with those first. Um, bringing people together is a big part of the job. Um, finding and supporting 
the green champions who are really key to, to driving what is going to happen. Um, we've got about 40 uh, staff who are on our sustainable hospitals um, team and they come from all different divisions but it's something that you know we are continually recruiting because you know we don't we can't cover off every part of the hospital it's so such such a big area so um, I guess one of the things that's a, is a bit of a challenge is trying to find a way to harness that enthusiasm and that um, because people come to meetings and they want to know what they can do and sometimes there might be a delay um, because there might be a bit of red tape that needs to be sorted out so they don't see things happening as fast as they want to. But I guess finding small projects, achievable projects, um, and also dividing into sort of working groups as well, um, I think really helps to harness um, the enthusiasm and the expertise that Green Champions can bring. Facilitating training and projects is also a big part of the job. Um, we recently uh, were part of a bed replacement donation project. Um, we were replacing a lot of manual beds from both our hospitals um, and they were being replaced by electric beds because of um, work health and safety reasons. And instead of sending 100 plus beds that were working well, to scrap metal, scrap metal, I was able to find a charity that was able to make use of these beds and um, ship them to a recipient paediatric ward in Fiji. But it was all about, I guess, working with the delivery schedule of the beds, um, working with the charity, the storage facility before they went in their containers, finding a um, furniture removal um, was working with us anyway with the hospital so that they could also provide their services free of charge. So I guess finding all the, the right elements to actually make it happen and then for it to be a rewarding result. Um, another thing that we have introduced, it's about bringing people together in kind of unusual ways. We had um, we were liaising with a farmer in Bilpin and one of the things that we wanted to do at um, the Children's Hospital at Westmead was make it a much more livable, um, healthy place for our patients to be treated and for our staff to work at. And so that this particular farmer in Bilpin, he has... Um, it's his part of Haw Hawkesbury Harvest and so for three months, um, staff were able to sign up to a um, veggie and fruit box that would be delivered fresh from the farm to the hospital um, every fortnight. And so they had to um, commit to three months or six months. And so that, that's happening and they were really, really um, popular. But um, off the back of that, we're also having fortnightly farmers markets right out the front of the hospital so that we can... Um, I mean, as a paediatric facility, I think it's really important to be able to make fresh, healthy, local produce available to families and to and to staff as well. Um, but we also intend to have activities with our hospital school so that we can help our patients, our young patients, understand where food comes from and how it's grown so that there's more of a connection for them. Communication is really important in this job. Um, making sure that you use every opportunity you can to promote your initiatives and your success 
success stories. So that could be through various communication material, um, such as um, making sure you get a story up on your uh, internet that, that's featured, um, having a paragraph every month in the chief executive update, um, presenting at, at various groups within the hospital and outside the hospital, um, also producing content for the intranet, um, how-to guides for staff. So we have um, recycling guides for each site, um, how, to, how to get to work, how to get public transport, um, having an active travel map, um, having resources from other sites and showing where, you know, the best examples um, are drawn from. But, um, you know, for example, we've just started a battery recycling collection um, on this campus and it's, it's quite difficult for that communication sometimes to be sent throughout the whole um, organisation. But these are the kind of things that, you know, it has pictures of the actual collection receptacles, the map where you can find it. And um, so, you know, we, we had nums who were collecting batteries for, I don't know, six months a year, hoping that something like this would happen. And now we, we, can, we can direct them to that um, information. Other things, um, other ways to communicate through events. So we are having a, um, uh, an event in October, which is to promote active travel called Ride and Stride Week. And so that'll be getting a, um, staff to try at least for one day of the week to leave the car at home, whether it's part of the way or walking part of the way, riding to work. We are organising for bike buddies and bike buses so people can be supported um, in their journey. Um, we're also going to have try a bike sessions. So we have a um, bike company who will host electric bike sessions um, on campus in a safe in a safe way. Um, and um, looking to, uh, I guess, just get as many resources that we have available um, out there and visible for staff and for families to, to try other ways of coming to the hospital. Um, things that I've done previously in other jobs, um, we've had film screenings, um, we've had gardening workshops because we've had um, community, community gardens on site. We've had e-waste collection days and recycling awareness days. So um, I've often found that having seminars such as this and... Um, theme-related seminars, we had someone from Love Food Hate Waste come and do um, an information session and, and I find those kind of things really uh, a great way to just, I guess, reignite people's passion for this because sometimes it can be easy to get a bit fatigued with all the information and feel that there's, there is no hope. But So I find those things um, really effective. Measuring progress. So it's really hard to, to work out if you are actually achieving anything if, you, if you're not monitoring your progress. Um, so collecting environmental performance data is um, something that we, we've started at the hospital. Um, was was done in a fairly ad hoc way and we're, I'm trying to sort of get it in a much more streamlined system. And these are the... We're, we're collecting things such as our electricity use, our gas use, water use, our, in our fuel in, in, our, in our hospital fleet our paper use, um, flights, anaesthetic gases, 
you know, waste, how much we're recycling, um, how much is disposed of in, in landfill, our clinical waste, our e-waste. Um, these all will help in, in reporting. Um, we will be um, making this available in our annual review, but also will help us meet our government reporting um, obligations with the um, GREP reporting government resource efficiency policy uh, report. It also helps us to monitor our progress against our targets set in our sustainability plan. But um, as you'd all know, data gives credibility and um, it helps with the communications and also helps us to benchmark ourselves against other hospitals who are also starting to report on this. It is a new area in health um, in terms of environmental performance reporting. I was just speaking um, with Kate earlier, um, who will be speaking later this afternoon, about waste is one area that is particularly difficult because um, different types of waste streams and um, the waste contractors, I guess, are sort of trying to play catch up to industry standards. And um, so at the moment, waste figures are a bit rubbery, but there's a lot of work that can be done to improve that. Um, challenges in this role, uh, well, shifting behaviours and attitudes is a big one. Um, in this, you are getting people to do things that they might not have tried before and might be quite um, sceptical about, um, as you would have come across, Sharon and Louise, with your project. Um, but um, I guess finding, again, the champions and also having pilot projects to, to actually um, prove that this is actually a compelling case to try it. Other challenges are gaps in performance data, which I, I, I mentioned. Um, sourcing funding for initiatives, that is, um, is always a challenge and I guess you have to work out whether you are going to be cost neutral or how, how much of a commitment are you going to make um, because a lot of this, um, the payback can be uh, quite a long time, but then there are a lot of things that are like two or three year payback. And you can also secure some funding from um, the government resource efficiency program as well, which um, we're looking into at the moment. Maintaining momentum and engagement is probably a big one. And um, that goes also for the, the Green Champions and also for the Sustainability Project Officer. <laughs> um, it can be a, um, a job where you feel like you're bit, uh, banging your head against a brick wall sometimes because uh, the people that you are working in the projects with, they don't report to you. Um, there's no real way of making them accountable. You just have to be persuasive. You have to be... You have to really develop your relationships um, and... Um, Everyone is different, and and I guess trying to work out what is some one one person's incentive is another person. So that's always a real interesting part of the job. Um, and then um, I guess your incentives participate for participation just in general. And I found that if you talk about um, patient the patient experience, that's probably the the one that has rings the the most. For, for incentive. If you talk about this is how much it's going to save the hospital, that doesn't really have as much of a 
have as much weight um, environmentally. That comes up a bit, but I've found that the, the I guess that one at the top of the list is patient experience, how that improves their outcomes. So who can we learn from? Well, everyone in the room. Um, I think um, it's really key to stay informed of best practice globally, and I think GGHH do a fantastic job of that. Um, and also, I found that the Sustainable Development Unit that comes um, out of the NHS, they provide really good tools um, to refer to and case studies. But I found that sharing case studies of other healthcare providers um, really helps to inspire staff and also gives um, a stronger case for change when you're talking to your executive, saying, well, they're doing it, so why shouldn't we? And I think that's where I will leave it, but thanks very much for your time. Thank you.